3: The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons on the Score. The oldest and best rivalry in the NFL. What do you think of when you hear
1: Packers Bears
3: rivalry? Uh, well, I hear Bears versus Packers first. Bears Packers. It's going to be something special. something
0: special. Most of the coaches that come in, they always say the number one goal we'll have is to beat Green Bay. We will proudly stand as a 90 15 in the history of the Green Bay Packers when we kick Chicago's ass. There's been some bad blood over
3: the years. Charles Martin took the shot at McMahon. Charles Martin, may he rot and burn in hell. Period, new paragraph. Rodgers takes, pump fakes once and again, scrambles to his right, buying time, takes it himself, He's to the five to the end zone, for to the touchdown. <laughs>
0: I like to punch him in his face. I saw Olin Crude said he wanted to punch me in the face. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I like to punch him in his face. Does your shirt say, I still own you? It most definitely does. There should be a little edge after this, after a while. You know, after a while you get sick of getting beat up and it's been a long time. One more game to go. It's the the Super Bowl for the Bears just about every year because they haven't him the playoffs oh yeah you thought. Thought.
3: no people hate green bay i hate green bay Did you hate the packers growing up yeah no there's no, no no green or yellow in my house so we'll leave it at that their fans are really
0: they're freaking obnoxious i'm just ready to go back out there and play and i, I, I want to go out there and i want to beat the hell out of them on their field and i want to hear i want to hear the booze in. you know that that's what i look forward to it felt like oh the
3: big bully's gone aaron Rodgers is has left to new york randall cobb all these guys no longer here so you the feeling in chicago was euphoric and now it's like, wait, we're still losing to the Packers?
1: We got a lot to play for. First and foremost is pride. And I feel like we can get our heads beat in by Green Bay for a long time. I mean, we got to try to get our get back against them honestly. Because they was trash talking, and then
0: two, they beat us at home. So now we want to beat them at Bayhouse.
3: house. Justin Fields is very confident going into this game. And whether he's here or not, legacies are made in games like this. Fields pressured immediately. Athleticism escapes that one. Fields, are you kidding? Team- Mama, there goes that man. This guy is like
1: a magician.
3: Bear fans are going to be talking about for years. Remember when they went up to Green Bay and knocked them out of the playoffs, and Justin Fields was the hero.
1: It'll be a fun environment
0: to walk into. You know their home field. Uh, I know their fans are going to be loud because there's not much to do in Green Bay except watch
1: football. But um. <laughs> uh, Let's
3: just listen to what these Bears fans are chanting.
1: Green? Green Bay sucks Green. Bay
3: That is right, you're hearing Green Bay sucks.
0: No, if they could just take it and shove it up you know where! And that's how special the rivalry is.
3: Thank you so much, and uh, go Bears! Beat, Beat the, the Packers. Packers, Packers, Packers! You know, we call today Feel, feel good, good Friday, fun. so I'm trying to stick to that, you know? <laughs> I like it, I like it. The Parkinson Spiegel Show.
0: Friday, baby!
3: Afternoons on The Score.
0: And if Tanny's hype open for Bears Packers Week 18 with a playoff spot for Green Bay on the line and so many questions about the Bears' future wasn't enough to get you excited, may we present to you on the hotline presented by Circa Sports Illinois, a man who just sounds and embodies Bears Packers, our very own Hub Arkish. Happy New Year, Hub.
1: Thank you, same to you guys. I hope everybody's doing well absolutely we
0: We, we are indeed yep hope the same for for you how how excited are you for this game
1: well i'm very excited because i get very excited for every bears packers game (laughs) i have been for many many years and obviously this one does have a fair amount at stake, a lot more at stake really for the Packers than for the Bears. They can't get knocked out of the playoffs on the last week of the season, two years in a row, and uh, they're going to be ready. There's no question about that. I think with the Bears, it's more an evaluation of you know what's really happened over the last seven, eight, nine weeks, and and uh, you know has Justin Fields improved enough or improved at all over the last seven, eight, nine weeks? What are they going to do at that position? What are they going to do with the overall number one pick? All those things are not going to be decided by what happens on Sunday. I know people think that Justin Fields can save his job with the Bears or this or that, but if that's what the Bears are basing their decision on, then they're still making the wrong decisions. They've got to base it on what they know of them after three years.
3: Well, see, that's exactly where I was going to go, Hub. Is it possible, though, that just this one data point of a game does still matter because it's part of these last seven where he's getting somewhat of a fair shake. And even though it is three years, context matters at the beginning when Matt Nagy didn't know what the hell he was doing. Context should matter now when things are set up a bit better. I, I'm wondering if it does matter to them, at least just a little.
1: Well, you know, of course it matters. Every game matters. And, and they want to see... If he can repeat you know what he did last week, if he can do it two weeks in a row, but what they're really looking at is how is he reading the field, how is he making the right decisions, how is he making the right calls um is his accuracy improving because that's something people have not talked about enough, and it's been a problem all three years um and 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 those things they just don't change that much in one game. We know what it means to the fans and and there is so much you know built around how the fans feel with all this. I understand that. But but Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren and even Matthew, they can't make decisions based on what the fans feel. They're fans. They're not coaches. And so, um, again, it's got to be a complete evaluation of everything they know about everybody on the roster. I think everybody will feel better and feel good about heading into next season if they win this one the way they finished. I think people would be really upset if they get their butts kicked on Sunday. As long as they play a close game, then nothing's really changing you know and, and and so i understand why we're talking so much about it but i just don't think a lot of decisions are going to be based on what happens sunday
0: so i assume that means you think that they've made their decisions do, do you think matt eberflus is back next year
1: I don't think they've made their final decisions. I do think Matt Iberfuss is back next year. I do think he should be back next year. Um, And and I've never understood, going all the way back to week five or six, where there's been so much talk about him getting fired, if people really want to look at What he was hired to do, which was a complete rebuild. Last year was a teardown. The 3-14 and is meaningless. They got rid of a lot of their best talent. This year was the first year. It started slow. There's been some frustrations. But what really matters is is how it's ended and the way they're playing now and how much they've improved. And, And I think everybody agrees they've improved quite a bit in the last seven or eight weeks.
0: Shouldn't that same logic then apply to they were tearing it down, they were rebuilding, there wasn't a lot of talent, and what matters is how they're playing now. Shouldn't that same logic apply to, to Justin Fields and how he's played the last six weeks?
1: Absolutely it should, but, but he is, he's evaluated differently. With Justin Fields, you're looking at the, the plays on the field and what he's done right and what he's done wrong, and has he shown you enough in the last six, seven weeks, four weeks, whatever you want to call it, to override what happened in the first two you know two and a half years. And I don't, you know, guys. Just to be clear, because I know you and, and, and I, we get measured by this. I don't really have an opinion yet over whether Matt Eberflus is going to be a really good head coach. I don't know yet whether or not Justin Fields is going to be a good quarterback. But they, the, the Bears and Ryan Poles and, and Kevin Warren and Matt Eberflus—they've got to base their decisions on what they've learned about him in the last three years, not just on what's happened in a couple games or a couple weeks. And I, I do think from talking to them that that is what they're doing. I think they have a pretty good idea of what they're going to do. And let's go back to the beginning, guys, because coming into this season, one of the biggest conversations was the best quarterback draft of all time. Now, I don't know if it is or not, but we do know that there are some very good quarterbacks available. And what, what Ryan Poles' job is now is to evaluate you know, Williams, to evaluate uh, uh, May, you know, are they better potential quarterbacks than Justin Fields? That's the decision you have to make. It's not about because he's a great runner. He's probably the best running quarterback in the NFL. He may be the best athlete at the position in the NFL, but that doesn't make him a franchise quarterback, and that's the decision that Ryan Poulos has to make.
3: I want to go back to Matt Eberflus with you, Hub, for a moment. It's been, um, at times, a very rough go at the podium. Or um, on the podium? That's at the podium, right? I forget whether you don't it's, really stand
0: on a podium. No,
3: you don't stand on it, right? You stand, you stand at or the lectern. Right? At Where, the lectern. Where's Bernstein to bore me about this stuff? He's not here. It's, a, it's right okay. Now. Um, but like, even even just today, was asked about whether he expects to be back, and he said, "Expect is a word of expectation," right? And I'm like, "All right, that's tough." Uh, I mean, it, it's hard for fans to hear him sometimes and be like, yep, that's my guy. How much should it matter if he's good at the podium or not? How much should that matter in the evaluation?
1: Well, personally, I don't really think it should matter at all because that has nothing to do with coaching the game and winning football games. That just has to do with how the media reacts and how the fans react, you know, and I understand – that that's what fans have to hear. They don't even get to hear it all. Actually, they just get to hear the parts that we broadcast. And and and, and I've been at, at most of those meetings. And he hasn't done or said anything that's bothered me. I mean, he's done or said some things that I thought that was weird. I probably wishes he hadn't said that. That's not going to be reacted too well. But but it doesn't make him a better or worse football coach, you know. And the reason these decisions have been missed mostly for the last 45 years is because the wrong, you know, things have been figured, looked at. And to me, how he responds to questions on the podium doesn't have a whole lot to do with how many football games he's going to win and what does matter is how many football games he's going to win
0: we're talking to hub arkus here parkins and spiegel on the score so it sounds like if I'm re- you, s- you said you think iberflus uh will and should be back next year sounds like you think justin fields will not be and should not be if i'm reading you right
1: don't have an opinion on that i think there are three options And and I don't know which one is right. But the first option is that Justin Fields is back. They're committed to him. And they continue to build around him. The second option is they can get a better quarterback in the draft. And they use that first-round pick. And and, and they take a quarterback, whether it's Caleb Williams or May or somebody else. Well, only those two would go with the first-round pick. But the third option, which I think is the best option, is that they trade the first-round pick again down to two or three. They use it. On, on, on Marvin Harrison, and then they use their own pick on another quarterback. Because, again, there is no sure thing here with Williams or May. You don't know. There is another quarterback who I happen to like a little bit more right now, although not as much as I did yesterday after Dave Wanstead and I were discussing it, and he convinced me a little bit more on Caleb Williams. Um, but But that third option to me is the best option because I do think that they need And by the way, not only would I do the third option, but I wouldn't trade Justin Fields. I'd keep him another year with another quarterback that I bring in and have another year to decide which one is better, plus all that extra you get from trading that number one pick. I think in a rebuild, which this still is, and they've come along with the second half of the season, that's the way to come the furthest, the quickest.
3: I think that idea has legs. It has come up during the week And I really like that idea. I got to admit, buy yourself another year. I know it hurts the trade asset value, depending on how you handle fields. But take Marvin Harrison Jr. and get that quarterback a little later in the draft. Who's the one you like,
1: Hub? (laughs) Well, this is where I get in trouble, guys, because everybody assumes I'm biased because I went to Michigan. Oh, here we there go. Is, there is no bias whatsoever, <laughs> but I have watched every game he's played two or three times. He reminds me the most with the way he plays of Patrick Mahomes. And, and that's what I'm looking at. Look at his record, guys. You want to win games? Nobody's one more. Look at what he doesn't have. I can't find anything that he doesn't have. I'm not saying he's better than Caleb Williams or Drake May, but, but, but with my, my plan here to not use the number one pick, that's the way I would go, and I'd probably be wrong because most of these guys are wrong when they take the quarterback in the first round. But I think that would be a real... Anyone – there's four or five quarterbacks after Williams or May who are worthy of first-round picks. Whichever one Ryan Poles likes the best is uh-huh. the one that I would like to see them take.
3: Okay, so, so you like J.J. McCarthy. Uh, there's obviously – there's Michael Pettix, there's Bo Nix, there's Jaden Daniels. There There's a lot. I I, I do like the, the thought process there. Um, but McCarthy is uh, – is a pretty mature kid, isn't he? Like that, there's he's talked very honestly and openly about all sorts of stuff. It's a it's an interesting interesting guy. All right, you took us to Michigan once. Is Jim Harbaugh coming with him?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I, I you know that just doesn't feel like the most natural fit to me. And again, I've already said I expect Matt supposed to be back, so I can't say Jim Harbaugh. I'd love it. Jim's a good friend, you know, and I think it, it would be a lot of fun. But I think it's unlikely, you know, because I think they're 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 going to give Matt another year. I haven't even thought about who the other coach should be. Um, you know, Harbaugh has shown an interest in coming to Chicago. He hasn't ruled it out. I thought he might have originally from the way I know him. But, uh, you know, I don't think his mind is his mind is on next Monday night, guys. And and that's the most important thing for him. I can't even figure out if there's a better chance he leaves Michigan if he wins next Monday night or loses. I, I just don't know. You know, Michigan has been so confusing this year with all this other story that, it, that it's just tough to figure but i would be surprised if jim is is the next head coach of the chicago bears
0: yeah he hired uh donny right he he hired a an nfl super coaching agent he's coming to the league hub i think so i think your buddy's going to be in the league i just don't know if it'll be with the bears
1: you could be right i yeah, i don't pretend to know i i really don't i i know where he was uh before all this stuff started this season and then i definitely thought he was coming back to the league too but not you know there's a 125 million dollar contract on the table guys that, that's kind of hard to walk away from. And he does have a pretty good job, especially if he wins a championship this year. But you could very well be right. He could be coming to the NFL. The, the most natural landing spot that everybody's had for him for all season long has been the Chargers. And, and I know that he wouldn't mind going back to California. I know that his wife would like going back to California. But, but I just I, I don't know what they're going to do.
3: Yeah, that $125 million deal unsigned as of right now, which (laughs) is
0: NFL coaching salaries are are going up and you don't have to recruit. Yeah, you don't. Uh, And
3: and you could go someplace where Justin Herbert already exists. It, It seems seems pretty nice. Hey, Hub, there's a football president or at least a non Ted Phillips president in Kevin Warren. And we're all interested as to what his role is going to be uh, when the season ends and frankly, what his role has been now, what would you like to see his responsibilities be as they make all these decisions? What, what is the right thing for Kevin Warren to be doing?
1: I think Kevin Warren is a very good general – not general manager, but president. I think that's what he was hired for. I think he needs to build a stadium, and I think he will, because he built in Minnesota what some people call one of the best stadiums in the league. And if he could do it in Minnesota, he can certainly do it in Chicago. I think he needs to manage Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. I think that is his job, for him to be involved in football decisions – you know, we all have opinions. All the fans have opinions. He's going to have opinions. But I think he's smart enough to know that if he's going to keep Ryan Poles, then he's the man to make the football decisions, not Kevin Orr.
0: So, I want to go back to Michigan for a second. Can you paint the picture? What's it look like for when Hubbard Arkish is watching Michigan play for the national title Monday night?
1: You know, guys, I'm like any other alum. I went to school there. I was there four years. It was the best years of my life. You know, football at Michigan has always been the the, the main attraction, and and so I'm as nutty as any other fan. I, I don't yell and scream. I tend to watch it more as a football guy, a guy who's been covering the sport for 45 years. I tend to get more frustrated with the plays that are made. Um, but what what drives me nuts listening to our station and, and every other station, or you know, I don't listen to any other station, but um, is, is when fans decide that they know how good or bad, you know, coaches or players are. We're fans, guys. We're, we're cheering for win or lose. We're not football experts. And so when I watch the game, because I, I think experts are pretty heavy word, but I do know a little bit about football. I watch it probably more almost like a coach than than just a fan. And and I enjoy the game that way. And and I can tell you, this has been Jim Harbaugh's best year of coaching. I didn't six games. He didn't coach, obviously, (laughs) Uh, you know, but, but um, you know, I will be, you know, quiet. I don't like watching it with other people. A lot of people go to parties or whatever. I like watching it alone, so so I can really study the game, and that's what I'll be doing Monday night. Good for you. Hub
3: Arkish is with us, and the listeners really enjoying hearing your voice. Where are we on golden retrievers right now? What's what's the count of golden retrievers in the Arkish home, sir?
1: Well, unfortunately, my male golden passed away uh, about a year and a half ago. I have a female. We've always had a male and a female. We yep. have. Uh, Uh, Liza Doolittle is here, and uh, she's two years old. And we have uh, Molly the Mutt, who we rescued from a shelter uh a number of years ago because my wife got nuts one night and decided we needed <laughs> <laughs> three
3: all right so we're at two thank god i was worried danny i have a tendency to ask about dogs when they've passed yes you do it's really yes, it's, it's been yeah, awkward in yeah, my life yes you do but we're at two good all right
0: hub well i mean it's going to be a very interesting uh game and week with all of the fallout and reaction and uh we'll see what kevin warren and ryan Poles do and we'll be talking to you thank you sir
1: all oh, right, you, you didn't ask me, but I'm going to make the pick anyway. I do think the Bears are going to win Sunday.
0: What? Oh, You know what? what? I forgot. I'm sorry. So what? What? Wow! What, what's the what's the reasoning? Why? Why?
1: Because I've been studying it a lot this week, getting ready, and I think they may be a better team right now. Look at the stats on these two. Te- I know you got to go, but look at the stats no. on these two teams. The Bears are actually better. That's how much they've improved in the last least. But if you study the stats going into the game, statistically, the Bears are a slightly marginally better team. And, and, and I do think they want to win this one. And based on what they've been doing the last four or five weeks, I think there's a good chance they will.
0: All right. Hub, thank you, sir. And then on a positive note, happy new year. We'll talk soon.
1: All right, guys. Take care.
3: Thanks, thank Hub. Thanks, What a pleasure. Boy, the, uh, the textures. A lot of people really on edge when I started to ask about pets. Me too. Me me too. I'm asking these guys. I'm asking Tanny and Shane for some guidance. How many goldens does he have? Shane's like, uh two, uh three, one. Tanny's holding up five fingers. They're just messing with me. oh, why would I do that? Oh. <laughs> I mean, point
0: of thumb. You could just not ask him about his goldens. You, mean... you
3: don't talk to Hub Arkish and not ask him about his dogs. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's the only thing he might care more about than the Bears beating the Packers and JJ McCarthy not <laughs> being an NFL quarterback <laughs> at all. Uh, it was either it was either the dogs or the who. That's where I was going. One uh, of those two.
0: We get very comfortable around here. I like to think that it's one of the strengths
3: of the station
0: and certainly this show. We're all friends. We've talked to Hub for a long time. I do forget that these three things hanging on the wall sometimes are HD cameras. Yeah. When apparently the Twitch people and the YouTube people <laughs> that are now texting and watching. Apparently, my face <laughs> when Hub said that he would not draft a QB at one, uh-huh. but that he would take JJ McCarthy because he's watched all of his games and it reminds him of Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I forgot I was on camera yeah. when he said that.
3: Yeah. So you, you, you did that thing you do. Yeah, the
0: yeah. Mr. Roper 3's company thing. I know it's a dated <laughs> reference, but Speaks knows what I'm talking I about. I know.
3: I know. I was watching it at the Regal Beagle the other night. That's where I was watching it.
0: No, I didn't do the thing that I do. The
3: thing that I would do is I would argue.
0: Right, yeah. And, like, audibly scoff. I, are, think, I, I think I silently scoffed. You
3: scoffed. You're, you but don't it understand. Your scoffing skills... They could be nonverbal. Oh, they are nonverbal. They are physical. They're certainly verbal. You know, with with tone. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Just tonal scoffing. Yes. You're you're incredible.
0: I have tone issues. I've been told I've got tone issues.
3: I'll tell you, though, I like I, I know people. Some people think it's crazy. But the idea of a non number one pick quarterback being here with fields, I think it's more plausible than the number one pick with Fields, like the the guy who just feels like it's his job to to have forever. I know it still uh, has the potential for awkwardness, but I keep coming back to Jalen Hurts drafted in Philly when Carson Wentz was still there, and uh, you know a, along with
0: the fifty third, fifty second pick in the draft. Okay,
3: though, okay. Well,
0: you know, I mean that that's a, that that matters. Uh, that's a, that's a significant. The, the Bears pick could be top ten. You know what I mean? Like that 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 is a. There's a huge difference in, like, the value of what that pick
3: is. Well, but it depends which one they actually like. And if it's somebody they do really want to sit, it could be somebody they could get in the 20s or it could be somebody they get in the second round. You don't know what the haul is going to be from trading down once or even twice, that kind of thing.
0: Of course, and we've got a lot of polls positions to do in the offseason, but I just – if you – you would have to do your due diligence on this whole quarterback class – and not grade out any of them as being worthy of number one and much better than Justin Fields, but grade out some of them high enough where you think, ah, eh, but they might be better than Justin Fields. Sure. So I want them on my roster. Well, and I'm wh- willing to mess with the locker room and the chemistry for it. Like that just that
3: seems hard to imagine. We're gonna talk to Josh Lucas next week. There'll be a lot of stuff to get to. Josh Lucas is gonna come in here in studio at some point. But the idea of drafting tools. And drafting stuff, but having yes. it be somebody who needs to learn, it's very packerish. And I don't mean Jordan Love. I also mean all the times they add uh, a Hasselbeck. I mean all, they had a Brunel. they had Aaron Brooks. you know, yeah. it was Ron Wolf's thing, and they just kept adding quarterbacks and would have them learn, and then they would trade them away if they didn't want them or yes, or they would you yes. know so I, I think oh, there's wisdom in that, and I've always thought there's wisdom I, I,
0: in that and and, and I agree when you have a firmly entrenched established starting quarterback i don't think that that's what justin fields is and if and if by the way if you say fields is that i'm picking up the fifth year option yeah then do that in the fourth round like don't don't, don't do that right away like the, the first year that you pass on caleb williams and you need to use these premium draft assets to build up the team to support uh-huh. your choice of justin fields uh-huh. don't then use a top 40 pick I hear you on 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 a quarterback because that a top 40 pick obviously could turn into the guy but
3: if you have a lot of top 40 picks because of your trade down and you're going to have more next year it's an unprecedented situation and it might call for an unprecedented approach
0: Are you a local business owner or employee? How would you like to have your commercial during Super Bowl 58 right here on The Score? This is your chance. You hear people talk about Super Bowl commercials all the time. How about On The Score? We've launched a new contest called Score Big for Your Business where you can enter to win a 30-second Super Bowl commercial on The Score's broadcast of Super Bowl 58 from Westwood 1. Log on to 670thescore.com slash contest to enter now and learn more details. Deadline to enter is January 19th. We still have Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel tickets to give away, so have that contest line ready. It's to Spiegel on the score.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?